This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, another ruling against the Biden administration's vaccine mandate plans. The Postal Service is the latest organization to ask for an extension to comply with OSHA's vaccine mandate. Agencies get their marching orders on updating anti-discrimination policies. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A federal appeals court deals another blow to the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. In a two-to-one ruling, the Sixth Court of Appeals found the president overstepped his legal authority by using the procurement system to mandate vaccines. That case only applies to three states, and it's not the final word on the issue. Another appellate court is set to hear arguments about whether to uphold another judge's ruling that's temporarily blocked the contractor vaccine mandate nationwide. The Postal Service is asking for a temporary exemption from the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's vaccine and testing mandate for large employers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. USPS tells OSHA it needs the additional time to implement the mandate so that it doesn't risk losing more employees or limit its ability to deliver mail and packages nationwide. OSHA says it will start issuing penalties to businesses with more than 100 employees on January 10th if they don't comply with the testing and vaccine mandate. A federal court blocked OSHA from implementing the mandate, but an appeals court later reinstated it. The Supreme Court will hear oral arguments over this case on Friday. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Agencies have five new requirements to meet under the No Fear Act, which governs federal anti-discrimination, retaliation, and whistleblower protection regulations. The Office of Personnel Management outlined these changes in a proposed rule to help implement the Elijah E. Cummings Federal Employee Anti-Discrimination Act. One new mandate is for each agency to create a tracking system for discrimination complaints. Another is for agencies to provide public notice in an accessible format of any final decision in which there has been a finding of discrimination against the agency. Comments on the proposed rule are due in 30 days. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation has not properly followed whistleblower laws for its contractors. That's according to a report from the Office of Inspector General. The FDIC did not make sure contractors and subcontractors informed their employees about whistleblower protections, the IG found. The report also noted the agency failed to obtain confidentiality agreements from all of its contractors. The IG recommends the FDIC review its existing contracts and obtain any outstanding confidentiality agreements. The FDIC says it plans to complete its corrective actions by the end of May 2022. Employees at the Federal Correctional Complex Florence in Colorado will receive a 10% pay increase. The move comes three months after the American Federation of Government Employees, Local 1169, staged a protest outside the facility to highlight forced overtime and other understaffing issues. The Bureau of Prisons had already approved a 10% pay increase for correctional officers, but it will now get extended to all eligible staff at the complex. The agency also agreed to request a 25% pay increase from the Office of Personnel Management as part of its retention efforts. A National Geospatial Intelligence Agency contract can move forward after the Government Accountability Office tossed out a company's second bid protest. The award went to Deloitte Consulting to design, build, and operate a corporate automation implementation center. SteelPoint Solutions successfully protested the initial award, arguing NGA overlooked an organizational conflict. 
and GA then reawarded the contract to Deloitte after it received mitigation plans from the contractor. Steel Point Solutions protested again, but this time GAO sided with the agency and denied the company's arguments. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is getting ready to accept proposals for a big IT services contract. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. ICE plans to release a solicitation in mid-January for a multifaceted IT services contract. It's called the Scalable Ways to Initiate Flexible Tasks, or SWIFT, acquisition. It will cover platform-as-a-service, hyper-automation, data visualization, collaborative services, and more. The Department of Homeland Security's acquisition forecasts shows SWIFT will be worth north of $100 million. It'll be a multiple award indefinite delivery indefinite quantity contract. ICE projects awarding it sometime near the end of March. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. Four words capture the next evolution of the Homeland Security Department's acquisition mindset. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. Prepare, energize, inspire, and enrich. Those words are at the center of the Homeland Security Department's new acquisition strategic plan. Paul Courtney, who became the new chief procurement officer for DHS in August, is challenging the agency's procurement community to embody all of these concepts. It's just much about the customer having a great experience. It's about improving the experience of the procurement professionals. So it is really the all-encompassing experience, both for our staff and for the customer as they work with us. Courtney says his goal is to make DHS a premier acquisition organization. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Defense Department Inspector General's office says it intends to investigate the Pentagon's telehealth services. An announcement from the DODIG says the office will look into potential program integrity risks associated with telehealth services offered by TRICARE. DOD has been expanding telehealth in the past few years, especially since the COVID-19 pandemic took hold. Hawaii is urging the federal government to get involved in problems with clean drinking water at a military base on the island. The Hawaii Department of Health is calling on the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention and the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry to study how civilians have been affected by a petroleum leak at Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickman and Red Hill. Members of the military and their families started falling ill from the leak late last year. Officials say jet fuel is contaminating the groundwater. The water system serves nearly 100,000 people. The Hawaii Congressional Delegation is urging the federal government to comply with Hawaii's request. The Biden administration is taking further steps to ensure federally funded research does not fall into the wrong hands. A new national security presidential memorandum gives federal research agencies 120 days to draft new grant application forms to clarify what scientists receiving federal funding need to disclose about their research. The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy says China and other countries are illegally acquiring research paid for by the U.S. And the Census Bureau swears in its first Hispanic director to permanently lead the agency. The Senate confirmed Robert Santos, a former chief methodologist and vice president at the Urban Institute, to lead the agency in November and will serve a five-year term at the Bureau. During his tenure, Santos will oversee the rollout of data from the 2020 census and will get preparations underway for the next decennial count in 2030. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.